0: All right, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where repentance starts, where revival begins. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling now saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Welcome to the underground. Matthew chapter three, verse one. It says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 32, it says, I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? In Jeremiah 25, verse four and five, it says again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you have not listened or even paid attention. Each time his message was this, repent from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 31, it says, repent and turn from your sins. Don't let them destroy you. Put all your rebellion behind you and find yourself a new heart, a new spirit. For why should you die, O people? I don't want you to die, says the Sovereign Lord. So turn back and live. So, you know, that's what we talk about most of the time when we're up in here. Again, welcome everybody to the underground. If you're just coming in, if you're going to come in, go ahead and speak to everybody. Uh, let me know if it, if you can hear me good though. Hey, Derek, let me know if you can hear me good, please. You can hear good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's my youth. All right, check it out, then. First thing we're gonna talk about today. What are we gonna talk about? Hey, we giving too much energy to people that that hate on us. We giving too much energy to people that we feel like is hating on us, that we feel like that is not supporting us, that we feel like they don't give us enough credit, we're giving too much energy to this. And if we really think about it, how many people really are hating on us like that? How many people are really hating on us like that? Everybody got their own problems. Everybody got their own issues. I mean, they may hate you in the moment, or they may hate you for the time that they see you. But think about it. When you go home or when you go to your own private uh, life, you don't spend most of your time hating on people. Right. You keep it moving. You keep it grooving. So I want y'all guys, especially the young people and everybody out there who's listening to the sound of my voice all around the world right now is I want you to spend more of your time getting around people that's going to uplift you in your walk with God. When you take a look at your circle, when you take a look at the people around you, how many people around you encourage you on a daily basis or most of the time when y'all talk to walk with God? And I want you to think about that. Your squad, your clique, your people, your family. How many actually are encouraging you, motivating you to get in a better position, relationship with God. Think about it for a minute. What's up? Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out, saying repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Welcome to the underground. But think about that. Think about all the people that you have around you. Think about all the people that you got in your contact list. You know? Think about that and how many is actually encouraging you on a daily basis with your relationship with God. This is why and we talked about it last week, but this is why it is so important for us to, again, be amongst people who walk like us and believe like us. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, this verse right here keeps getting a hold of us. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. So some people, he already letting us know, some people are neglecting these fellowships with people that believe like us. They neglect it. They feel like it's not that important. They feel like they can do without it. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We got to be especially trying to encourage one another, build each other up, support each other, especially as we see that the days that we in right now, especially when we see people walking away from God, especially when we see people getting tired of, you know, walking this walk of righteousness. You going have to make up in your mind if this is something you want to do for the rest of your day, because this is a life journey. You know, like you do those vows, you know, uh, uh, people, we, we take them vows seriously, right? When we get married and we expect people to take those vows seriously. Because I know some people who are cut up if they partner don't take those vows seriously. So when you give your life to God or you start walking this walk with God, I think he expects us to take it seriously. So I'm asking you right now, the Holy Spirit wants to ask you, do you have a circle around you? Honestly, honestly, do you have a circle around you that can encourage you and lift you up? Do you have people you can call on when you feel forsaken, when you're feeling abandoned, like the last man standing, or when you're feeling stranded? Do you have people you can call on? This is why it's important for you to build a community. The, the, your, your, the most important thing that most of us need to be doing right now is be looking, looking for a community of believers that we can walk this walk with. It needs to be serious as you're trying to find, you know, a job or a home or a car. Or how to make some extra money? No, it needs to. This needs to be top priority for every believer out there who is a lone wolf right now. I'm serious. You need to get clicked up. Why? Because it's a war going on. There's a war going on. See, in a, in a, uh, growing up, when they used to have you know certain gangs going at war with each other you better not get caught alone. When you was going to schools and you was beefing with other hoods or you was beefing with certain cliques or you was beefing with certain groups, it was a must that you better not get caught alone because you was going to get done for. As we used to call it, you would have got stumped out. You would have got the business handed to you. So, in spiritually speaking, you—it's not you can't afford to get caught alone out here. You can't. So, the number one priority on your list—I'm talking to all my prodigals, I'm talking to all my lone wolves out there—you—it is—it's so important. You need to start googling tonight church homes and start trying them out every Sunday. Just like we know how to we, we try out different uh restaurants. Okay. We know how to do that. So I know you know how to try out things. Go to these different communities, churches, and try them out. See where you fit in at. All right. All right. Let's keep it moving and grooving. Hey, let's go to Proverbs 27 and 20. I'm going to try to hit this verse. It's one of the most Uh, It can be terrifying verses, but for me, when I read verses like this, it helps me stay in reality. And it also humbles me. And it also uh, helps me to have realistic expectations for me and also for people around me. When I read verses like this. And when you hear verses like this, you're going to have to be open to the revelation that's going to come your way in the hardcore truth. Now check this out in Proverbs 27 and 20. It says death and destruction are never satisfied. And neither are human eyes. Let that sink in for a little. Okay. Sinked in. I'm going to read it again. Death and destruction are never satisfied. It never gets tired. It always wants more. Destruction and death always is wanting more. It always has a very hungry appetite. But it, it also compares that to our eyes it says our eyes are never satisfied so when you read a verse like that boyfriend <laughs> when you read a verse like that girlfriend uh hows your expectations this is why when it when we read this and it says our eyes are never this is why people can't get a two bedroom in the next year they want a three bedroom And after that, they want a four bedroom. And then after that, they might want a six bedroom. This is why people can get a 2018. And then after that, they want a 2019. And then they want a 2020. And then they want a 2025. This is why. This is why they can have a good job, but they still want another job. This is why they may have a good marriage but they still want another marriage. This is why, why it is telling us our eyes are never satisfied. It is always thirsty and hungry for more. The word don't lie. The word don't lie. And so I'm talking to somebody right now. You're in a certain environment and you're in a certain situation that you're trying to force somebody to be satisfied with you. And most of the time you're trying to force somebody who don't even believe like you to be satisfied with you, to be satisfied with your life. But right now you're hearing that the eyes are never satisfied. This is why we envy a lot of things. This is why we have jealousy of a lot of things. This is why you can scroll and scroll and scroll for hours at a time. Why? Because your eyes are never satisfied. It is hungry forever more. When I read that, that's a sad state to be in. and we need a cure for that. We need something that's going to hey, at least put like a cap on it. This is why you can't you can't knock the when you see a a a, a dolphin on the street or you see somebody out there who just seem like they just going crazy or they seem like they can't get enough of something. I get it. Their eyes are never satisfied. And secretly, you're not going to admit it to anybody, but secretly, your eyes are never satisfied. You're always wanting more. What you have right now, let's talk about it. What you have right now, are you completely satisfied with it? And let's not let's not put the worldly mindset in it right now. We're just talking about a spiritual mindset. Let's not bring in the worldly mindset and 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 all that deep talk about. Well, we I'm not trying to settle. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about, uh, are you satisfied with everything? Any where your life is at right now? Why are you not satisfied with it? What God has given you right now? Because most of the stuff that you have right now. I guarantee those people in Israel, oh, they would love to, They would love to have your life right now. Those people in Ukraine, oh, they would love to have your life right now. Those people on that border, oh, they would love to have it. But you have been taught since birth not to be satisfied with your life, no matter what comes, no matter what you have. You're always taught to want more. Your appetite is overweight. And it needs to go on a diet. So how can we get satisfied? How can we get satisfied? Well, Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us. First of all, in order to get satisfied, you got to be hungry for God. This world that you are lusting after, it can never satisfy you. But God promised us in his word that if you thirst and hungry for righteousness, for they should be satisfied. That's in Matthew chapter five and six. It says, bless are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they should be satisfied. This is why we would never be satisfied. Some of us. I'm praying that we can all get in line with the word and start to hunger for the righteousness of God because that's when you get satisfied. But we're, we're our spirit and our souls are out here starving because honestly, we don't hunger for righteousness. We don't really want that. To be honest, to most of us, it's boring to us. Righteousness is boring to a lot of people. that's just that's just what it is to majority of our uh society is boring it doesn't appease our flesh and this is why we're constantly searching for something we're constantly in a need of something we're constantly in a need for the next thrill in our life you're not hungry and thirsting for righteousness you're hungry and thirsting for yourself. And when the last time have you heard somebody saving themselves? self? A, per- a person who seriously understand the sickness that they have, physically speaking. Let's just say a person with AIDS or a person with cancer you know what they do they are so obedient and i'm I'm telling y'all because I, both of my parents i'm talking from experience had cancer and died from cancer but they was very well, i'm gonna say my, uh, i watched my mom go to the doctors and all those type of things and i know my dad was uh doing the same thing but i didn't just see it uh every day but my mom i got to see it every day very obedient to what the doctor was telling them because they understood their sickness. They understood it was life or death for them. They understood if they was disobedient to what the doctor was saying, it, it, it can cost them. It can cost them time with their family. It can cost them, you know, more memories with their family. It can cost them more time in their life. So they was they, they had a very obedient walk with that doctor and what happens in in, in our walk with God because uh basically you know we have a couple of uh you know I guess some houses or we have a couple of cars and uh, we have a couple of followers or we look a certain way we look kind of good and
1: you know we got a good
0: job and nice house and we get to go out and we get to do those things we really don't think we that sick that's the problem in our uh, pagan society. When I say pagan, I mean a a culture in a society that's against God. And that's where we're in. We live in a pagan society. I don't care how many churches we have. We have a pagan society. It's against the things of God. So we have a lot of physical things that really, it keeps us from understanding how sick we is. It keeps you from knowing how sick you is. Then he says in John chapter 6 and 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. This is a promise. This is how you get away from that lifestyle of your eyes never being satisfied. This is the only way that you can be able to fight that. Strong desire of your eyes. Strong desire of your flesh. Jesus said, you got to come to me. Because he promises, he promises. He says, you will never hunger or you will never thirst. So why, why is it that we won't commit to something like that then? Let me tell you why. Anything that can fulfill your soul and your heart like that, anything that can fulfill you like that is going to cost you. Just like when we go to these expensive restaurants, right? And we get the steak and we get the lobster and we get the mashed potatoes and we get the mac- macaroni and cheese. And, and, and it's like that good food, too. It, you can tell it's made in the kitchen. It's made with real ingredients, real vegetables. But guess what? And it fills you up more than, a you know, a regular dinner or a regular fast food dinner. Right. Do you understand why it, it, it costs you more for that dinner, though? It costs you more for that experience at this five-star restaurant. It costs you more. And the reason we won't be able to, I mean, really never thirst again, really never be hungry for the things that this world is trying to offer us and tell us, hey, this will satisfy you. You know why? We don't want to pay that. We're not trying to pay that price. So what we do, we go to our little cheap restaurants. See, this is why I... It's so easy to spot out, to be honest with you. A a lot of people, it's, it's easy for them to be bold and be confident in their environments. There's a lot of fake confidence out here in this world. There's a lot of fake arrogance out here in this world so-called arrogance so-called cocky so-called confident you're only confident in the, the your small bubble that you have but once you start walking with God and I mean really walking with God yeah that confidence oh you won't have it in yourself anymore you really have to depend on God. And the more you depend on God, that's when you are able to get fed by God. When you're able to depend on God more, that's when you're able to drink from him more. But in reality, we still dependent on ourselves. we still depending on what we can do, how we can make it happen. How do I know that? Because we're in bondage to how we've been taught. We've been taught this way since a baby. Since you was in elementary school, you've been taught to to walk like this, to talk like this. Some of y'all, especially in our new generation, you've been taught to take pictures like that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting. I'm 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 coming now. You've been taught. Even the pictures that we take. We've been taught to take pictures like that. You, that you, ain't make the, you ain't make that style up. You've seen it and you've been taught. It's been programmed. We're not as different as we think we are. we really the same. We really are. When you start to become different, when you become different, that means you're set apart. And only God can do that, set you apart. How do I know that? That only God can set us apart. He told me in uh, Jeremiah 1 and 5, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. That's who is a part of making people different, making people set apart. God, he does that. Your money don't set you apart. Let me talk to the streets real quick. Let me talk to the culture. Your money don't set you apart, dog. Yo, yeah, yo, your money don't set you apart, dog. Just letting you know. Yo, say, hey, young lady, woman of God. Yo, your looks don't set you apart. It don't. Yo, yo, your job you got it don't set you apart like that. Guess why? Because there's some eyes that can get another job. There's another better job than what you got. There's somebody with more money than, you, than what you got. Somebody got a better car than you got. Somebody got a bigger house than you got. You got you to gotta understand that so you can start to understand who you are. It'll humble you but we scared to really look that far into it because it it will humble you to understand, you know what? Hey, let me, let me, let me stay in my lane. Let me find my lane. That's why I see God. He lets you, he finds your lane for you and you stay in it. But yeah, we got a lot of souls out here. So when I see All this, you know, quote unquote, what people say crazy and people going crazy, all this evil going on. Man, it's just people not satisfied. The eyes are not satisfied. Let me read this verse again to you. Let me put this in the atmosphere. Let me put this in the atmosphere of this world. Again, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Man, I'm just a voice of one calling out in the wilderness of the world saying repent. Yeah, I know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Proverbs chapter 27 and 20 says, "Death in destruction, are never satisfied. Say, we're going to see death. Why? Because it's never satisfied. Don't get shocked when somebody die. Oh, I know that sting, but you can't get shocked. You heard? You can't get shocked at it. Because it's never satisfied. It Destruction. The war going that's destruction. And guess what? We're gonna see some more of that. Oh my god, you heard what happened? Yeah, I heard what happened. I been knew it was gonna happen. Cause it's never satisfied. But not only death and destruction are satisfied. Once again, guess what? Your eyes is not, and only God can satisfy. It. Young lady. You with a man, and you wonder why he keep on cheating on you. (laughs) Young man, you with a woman, and you wonder why she keep on stepping out on you. Hey, there go your answer right there, dog. The eyes is never satisfied, and she ain't even walking with God. He ain't even walking with God either. Oh, let me guess. You thought you can satisfy him, huh? Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. That's a lie. It's hard to accept that, though. It really is. But once you accept it, you'll start accepting who people are, man. just real talk. My expectation is not in a human. My expectations are in God alone. I don't even have expectations for anybody that, especially people who are not walking with God. Man, I don't have expectations for them. I, they don't they i i can't put some respect on my name they don't know how to respect if they can't even respect the creator why they go respect you i'm talking man ooh wait come on god talk to us you want people to put respect on your name right i'm going to talk to the streets you want people to put respect on your name right put respect on your set right man they don't even respect god So who are you? You want people to be faithful to you, right? I know you do. They're not even faithful to God. See You see what your expectations are? This is why your heart is so cold and broken. Because you've been putting too much expectation in man. He told our ancestors about that. They had so much expectation and saw. That's why God said, okay, this is what I want. I'm going to give him to you then. And guess what? He felt the people. Your eyes will never be satisfied until you look towards God. Let me say that again. Your eyes will never be satisfied until you behold who He is. You know what I mean? Let me keep on moving and grooving through this word. I hope y'all are eating, you know. <laughs> I hope y'all are eating tonight, you feel me? I hope you getting fed. You know, this word can feed you though, though And that's real. This word can feed you, you know. I wanna see, I wanna see, I wanna see God's people, man, really start, I mean, living out the fullest of their calling. Straight up. Hey, check it out, man. First of all, shout out to my wife. She's in the uh nursing our newborn. Thank you, uh, thank you, baby, for all that you do. Straight up. Thank you for all that you do. And uh one of the things I've been noticing is uh a father from a father's point of view. I'ma speak to you from a father's point of view real quick. Uh you, it, it it's like a a certain sad feeling you get sometimes when you see your baby going through certain things, you know. And she's not going through much. I say she got a little gas, you know. She be gassy, or even when she just cry, you know, it 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 hurts. You know, you be kind of sad because you like, man, what's going on? What can I do? Because you wanna you wanna take that from them. And all this past week, you know, again, I uh she be, you know, she be having a little gassy stuff and she be looking uncomfortable. And I would be like, man, it breaks out. It, it breaks me and my wife's heart. We just hate seeing her like that. You feel me? And as I kept thinking that I'm riding to work, and God dropped something in my spirit, man, for real. And, and I knew it was from the Holy Spirit. Uh he 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 told, he asked me, Now, can you imagine? How I felt seeing my son go through that. And I just, I say, oh my God. It just, it's stuck. I mean, it's like he hit me in my chest. He said, Can you imagine from a father's perspective what I had to see my son go through? See, you seeing your daughter go through some little pain in the stomach, and it hurts, don't it? But let me tell you, I had to see my son rejected. Yeah, I had to see my son eat. Spit on, lied on. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and read something to you in Isaiah 53. I'm a, and I'm going to start out at uh, verse 3. It said he was despised and rejected by mankind. That's what God had to see his son go through. See, I, I feel like God's showing. He said, see, now you're you starting to see how, son. God's son was rejected by mankind, despised. That's what God had to see. That's what God had to look at. And God knows mine, so he's seen what people was thinking about his son. He's seen people plotting on his son. He's seen people, you know what I'm saying, have murder plans for his son. People were trying to kill his son at birth. That's what God had to look at. That's what God had to experience. And through all that, I want y'all to remember, through all that, he had mercy and love for us. This is why he experiencing this. And then it says, uh, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. His son was a man who suffered. God God had to look at his son just, oh, my God. Thank you, God. He he had to look at his son suffer, So just like I see my daughter suffering with the, you know, the little gas pain, God said, Yeah, I did that. I had to do, I had to go through that too, son. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone, mom, when you're seeing your son suffer. You're not alone, mom, when you see your son locked up in jail. You're not alone, dad, when you're seeing your daughter going through some stuff. You're not alone. God said, I I I had to go through that too. So you're not alone. No, you're not alone. He was despised with low esteem. Surely he took up on our pain, verse 4. He bore our suffering. He looked at that. He was stricken by him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Look at all the things the father seen his son go through. Punishment that brought us peace was upon him. God allowed the punishment that will bring me peace, the peace that you're experiencing right now, even if it's a little peace. See, we got to start thanking God for the little peace. I know, I know you're not all the way in peace, but can you thank God for the little peace you got? There's a little peace of mind you got. There's a yeah, you get a little, you get a little sleep at nighttime. It may not be the whole eight hours, but can you thank God for the four hours that you get? Why I need to thank him then? Because his son had to suffer for that. And the father had to watch the son suffer for that. And by his wounds, we were all healed. The wounds that the father sat back and watched his son take is because you're healed now. You're getting healed. You're able to get healed right now listening to the word of God because the son took on some wounds for you. Now, I say all that to say this too. So the father sat back and watched his son go through all this stuff. And then we as humans, we come and get arrogant and tell God, well, that must be another way. Man, y'all tell mine. Y'all, nah. That's see, that's what <laughs> that's crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? The father, watch. I mean, he said there. Because y'all know God could have stopped all that. Quick, real quick. Shut it down. Uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all get y'all hands off my son. Any parent right now, if y'all hitting on y'all child, doing anything to y'all child, y'all, y'all, hey, y'all going to 0 to hundred real quick. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. We it's it's we we going ham. But God, though, for you and me, for a reason that I would never understand, and I try not to understand. I don't care to understand it. I'm just thankful for it. But a reason that we will never understand, he sat back and said, Nah, do that. Go on here. y'all, y'all get, get your licks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your whips in. Go ahead. spit on my son. Do all yeah, do all that. He did all that, right? The father sat back. He, he, he ain't gonna ham on us for doing that to his son. Cause he could have he could have blew this whole world up if he wanted to, for doing that to his son. His anger can still be on us right now for doing that to his son. He could have said, I ain't forgiven nobody else in this world for what y'all did to my son. Period. He could have did that. But he said, nah, his love, a love that I don't understand, a forgiveness that I don't understand. He did that for us. He did all that for us. And we, because we got YouTube now, or we got Google, or we got a couple of, you know, we rent a couple of videos, we read a couple of books. We telling God now, well, your son. Your son ain't the only way, God. Your son, I mean, we don't have to believe in him. We can believe in other things. We can still come to you. Y'all see how we listen to the minds of people. Listen to the hearts of people. And you telling me we not sick because they got a car or they got a nice job or they making what a, a couple of millions. See, when you see God and when you know God for he for who he is, for who he really is, yo that million or that billion is small, I'm telling you, it's small compared to who God is to me. These houses and whatever, this this all this influence and all this stuff that this world can offer, it is small. Let me tell you, the devil, uh, he can give you favor too. I don't know why I'm going here. Let's go there. Go to Matthew chapter 4. Because I want y'all to know, a lot of y'all uh, be be not understanding that the devil can give you favor too. Yeah, and a lot of y'all are favored by the devil. Did he just say? Yeah, he did. <laughs> a lot of y'all are favored by the devil. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In verse 8, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. He talking to Jesus. He took Jesus to a very high mountain. Show him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give to you. He said, if you bow down and worship me. The devil has told a lot of people, if you bow down and worship me, basically I favor you. And believers, you are craving the favor of God in a lot of people's lives. Uh, Excuse me, the favor of the devil in a lot of people's life. That's what you really crave, What the devil gave people? I I I want you to never forget that that the devil can give you favor too. He can hook you up too. Well, how I know that uh uh when when people uh bow down to the devil easy. They don't. Claim Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. They don't obey the commandments of Jesus. They don't follow after Jesus. That's how you know. It's that simple. Ask the ask most people what they believe in. They, I mean, you you know all this. I don't even know what people are saying no more. I, I don't even. I just be like, okay. I was listening today. I'm at work and. I'm listening to people talking about, you know, uh they trying to find a church home, right? And some a couple of people talking about they want to go to a church that's not that preachy. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I am just in my mind, like they wanna they want they trying to find a church that's not too preachy, that preach too much. I say, what is that's where we at? That's where we are. The, the church shouldn't be too preachy. Y'all preaching too much. And if you don't hunger and thirst after righteousness, you're going to sound like that in a couple of years, believer. So I don't want you to say, oh, my God, I can't believe they say that. See, you, you, you're you a couple of uh, meals away from the word of God. You're a couple You're fasting on the word. God, so much you might be talking like that in a couple of months. Yeah, some of y'all are relationship away from talking like that. Some of y'all a couple of heels away from talking like that. Some of y'all are semester away. Shout out to all the uh, college people. You're a semester away from talking like that. You on the campus right now. You 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 are almost there. hmm You a couple meetup away, a couple meetups. Couple of sneaks in your dorm room, you'll be talking like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. But so yeah, I just want—I don't know—I don't know why uh, we had to take—we had to take that detour. We had to. We had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had to take that detour real quick. All right. Check this out, there. I hope everybody good at the underground place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Y'all already know who I am. I'm just the voice of one Kyle and i saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I want to, I'm going to end off on this. I want to talk about if you have the spirit of Delilah in you. Yeah, so go to Judges. Go to Judges chapter 16. Because it's so easy to have this spirit of Delilah in us. You know? Because it's it's so, it's so subtle. It's so cool. It's so lie the spirit of Lila was really like when you read it from a, a certain view and you really look at it for like it's different angles you like man you know and, and, and it's so it can creep up on you so you don't want to have this spirit lingering around you because this spirit takes out strong people of God hmm So I'm going to just start out at verse four, Samuel six, uh, judges, excuse me, judges chapter 16. And I'm going to just start at verse four. You may not uh, have your Bible with you or you may not be reading along. Hey, just listen to me and ask God to open up your heart and say, God, do I, do I, you know, possess any of these qualities? Do I act like this? Do I have this tucked away? Do I have this tucked away? I was uh God told me uh this uh week too that a lot of us we have lustful spirits tucked away. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what I mean by that? It. It, it it it's it's tucked away because you haven't had the opportunity to uh operate in it. Had that temptation that you really that temptation really haven't crossed your path yet so you just got that lust it's just it's just it's tucked away but it's there and God say see I need to get that up out of you I need I'm trying to get that right there that lust that you got is hidden and it's covered up real good and it's just waiting to come out. And we likes the party. It's just, that that's what it's saying. It's really telling you, I like the party. But you're saying, I haven't found that party yet. So stay there. I haven't found the right party yet. This is why I mean that some of us are a, 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 a conversation away. This is how we need to view ourselves. This is Why why, do I need to view myself like that? I ain't ain't trying to look at myself like a, I'm not saying look at it so you can feel low and condemnation. No, it humbles you. And it helps you hunger for God more. When you understand, you know, ain't nothing good dwells in this flesh of mine. But the reason you think something good dwells in your flesh, because you cute. Or women been telling you you sexy all your life. That's why you think something dwells good in your flesh. Men been telling you, girl, you can get it all your life. Every time you post, people are just drooling over your looks. So you think in the mind, which is naturally understandable, hey, there is something good in my flesh. Look at all the comments. There is something good in my flesh. Look, whatever every time I go out, people looking at me and want my number and saying I'm this and saying I'm funny. So it must be something good in my flesh, right? The spirit of Delilah. It says in verse four, sometimes later, later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. First thing I want you to see, this Delilah spirit, it is so easy to love. It is so easy to love. I mean, it, it has this way of just sucking you in. and just just making you just fall in love with it. You ever been there? Or, or, or do you operate in that spirit? You know how to draw people in and just make them fall in love with you. Samson, this was a man very structured. This was a strong man of God. This man, Samson, was on fire for God. People were scared of Samson. But when he met Delilah, he, I don't know, he Delilah made, her, made him take his guards down. Do you have that quality about yourself? You know you do. Really listen to what I'm saying, and I want you to really look into your heart. You have a way of knocking people's guards down. You have a certain mouthpiece. You know how to look at people. You know how to smile at people. And it makes them what? Put their guards down. I'm talking to you right now. You may be operating in the Dalala spirit. Yeah, and you use it too. Exactly. You know exactly when to use it. You know exactly when to put it on. Why? Because you want people to put their guards down. Why you want people to put their guards down? Because you're trying to get your way. You're trying to get your way. And we're going to see Dalala, she wanted her way. Now, when I talk about Delilah, we're talking, yes, this is a woman in the Bible, but this is a spirit I'm talking about that she possessed. So this goes for men and women. Okay? This goes for men and women. So man, I want also check, be checking your heart. Right? Because when we if we want to fulfill the purpose of God and really be used for God, we can't have this spirit operate because we can take advantage of the masses. Right. We can start deceiving the masses. This is why we can't allow the spirit to operate around us. All right. So it's easy to love. Okay. And then it says, uh Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. The rulers of the Philistines, right? They went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered. And tie up him securely, then each of us would give you 1,000 pieces of silver. Now, I want you to also, this Delilah spirit, it, it, it has a trait of being an opportunist. It looks for ways to come up. And they they, they affiliate with people who have <laughs> tricky ways of coming up. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about some people. Uh, you know, you like, how you know all these people who got these hookups and this, and this and this and this and this, right? It's because they have an opportunist spirit about themselves. They'll do anything to come up, they'll do anything for that dollar. Delilah had that spirit. Right? Because she's she's in a relationship with Samson right now. But she also have this covenant and have a, you know, kind of like a a mental safari relationship with the Philistines, the rulers. My question is, if she was such in a relationship with Samson, and y'all got to understand, Samson, you know, uh, according to the scripture, he had dreads. (laughs) You know, he had dreads, (laughs) ladies. He had that long hair, right? But guess what? The eyes are never satisfied. So she said, let me talk to some rulers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm talking to somebody right now. So she was able to talk to rulers, but these rulers, they wanted to entice Samson. This is what I mean. She affiliate with people who was had this trickery spirit. See that the Lala spirit, you always in something. There's always some trickery around you. It's always, you know, you got some some shady folks around. <laughs> oh, do you operate like that? You got a lot of shady characters around. You got a lot of shady characters in your contact list. You got a lot of shady characters characters that come to your house. You may be operating in the lala spirit, right? But anyway, so they said, hey, we're gonna give you about a thousand pieces of silver. Now we'll just say for our coaches and hey, they 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 go you go get a band. You go get them racks. Mhm. We gonna put we go hook you up with some racks. Racks on racks on racks. We got you. And guess what she said? Okay. Right? Because it's she know how to make people fall in love with her. Its spirit excuse me, know how to make people fall in love with them, but they know how to not fall in love back. Yeah, 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 they know how to keep their distance. Oh, this a cold spirit, man. They know how to keep their distance. Yeah, they know how to shut. You you're so in love with this spirit, but that spirit ain't in love with you. It ain't in love with you. Sorry to tell you, I'm I'm talking to somebody right now, too, and it might sting. You so in love with that, but it ain't in love with you. What you going to do about it, because it's the voice of God telling you right now, they ain't in love with you. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, let this be a word for you to move on. Let this be a word for you to hunger after the uh, righteousness now. Mm. Let's keep moving and grooving through this word. Verse 6 says, so Delilah said to Samson, please look at the language of this spirit. <laughs> oh, I love it when we break it down. It says, so Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong. And what it can, what would it take to tie you up securely? Do y'all hear? Please tell me. They know how to, there's a calmness to their voice sometimes. There's a sweet tone to their voice sometimes. This is why you got to have the spirit of discernment. This is why you need the hunger and thirst for righteousness, because it'll give you that spirit of discernment to know when somebody's trying to get over on you. See, right now, she's playing the role of really wanting to get to know you. Maxwell, (laughs) I want to get to know you. No, she don't. No, he don't. This spirit is only trying to get to know you because they are opportunities, or they're trying to come up, they're trying to get their way. Verse Samson Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. Verse 7. Uh, uh, verse eight. So the Philistines rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings. She's constantly in communication with shady characters in this story. Constantly. And you are trying to commit to somebody who is constantly in relationships with shady characters because they are fine. Because they make you feel good. I told you the spirit can make you feel that way. So anyway, so she she called up her people. She said, "Hey, check this out, Philistines. I got what y'all need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what y'all need. Hit me back. I got the answer." And they hit her back. They had access to her. Say dog. Say bro. Say player. That woman that you so in love with, do everybody got access to? Say, sis. Does everybody have access to that brother that you so in love with? But anyway, so she said, she said, if you time up. Uh, she had him hidden. Some uh, she had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms. This is verse nine. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house. Oh, she. This is this is a whole setup right here. This is a whole setup. Oh, I seen this in the hood a couple. I used to see this all the time. I see what she doing. She stick. She about to stick Samson up, and she cried out, "Samson." The Philistines have come to capture you, but Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. So I want I want to focus on Samson right quick. Real quick. He playing around with this spirit. You Samson, I'm sure sh- because Samson was a man of God. Sure know that this is not somebody I should be talking to. But he playing with it. It's fun to him. You know, it's it's fun. It, 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 it sounds good. It feels good. It feels good. It does. So he playing with his spirit right here. He playing with fire. As the old folks used to say, you play with fire, guess what? You might get burned. You play with snakes, you might get bit. But some of you guys, you like the rush. You like the thrill of it, the excitement of it. You like that excitement. Why? Because seeking out the righteousness and, and seeking out the hungry and thirsty for right, that's boring, right? It gets boring. I mean, okay, we got to go to church. We do this, blah, blah, blah. Listen to worship me. Read the word. Okay. It gets boring, right? So when something like a Samson or a Delilah come around, it, it's like, ooh, what's this? And that's what Samson falling into. What's this? He go find out. All right, where we at? Where we at? Oh, okay, y'all. We at uh, verse 10. Follow me. Verse 10. After what Delilah said to him, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. (laughs) They have us. Let me just see. Let me finish reading this right quick. Telling uh, Telling me lies. Now, please tell me how you can be tied up securely. They know how to play on your emotions. They in the wrong. But they have a, I don't know how they do it. This spirit has a way of making you feel bad about. <laughs> have you ever done that to somebody? Come on now. Just raise your hand just be honest. Go ahead and show yourself. Have you ever manipulated the situation where uh, wait a minute? You was wrong. I'm not wrong, but they know how to play on your emotions and play on the play these mind games with you. That's what Delilah doing. She's setting your boy Samson up, but she's making him feel like he's not revealing himself. He's not uh he not sharing his heart. She's telling, I'm 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 trying to get serious with you, but you're not opening up to me. Looking. Man, I'm gonna get your So that's what's going on in verse 10, y'all. So I ask you, are you somebody who know how to play on somebody's emotions? You good at it, too. You know exactly what to say, how to say it, when to say it. You know which word to say to make them get like this. I mean, it's you cold with it. Come on. You cold with it. I'm telling you right now, you got to get free of that. Cause it, now, now, what if God calls you to preach? and you up there playing on people's emotions. You can't have that. What if God called you to lead a group of uh, people, but you know how to play on their emotions? You can't have that. This is why this spirit has to go. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very. Oh, and and also, look at how this spirit, very good at steaming up plans. This is planned out, but this out to the T, man. They said they know how to sit back and plot a plan to get what they want. Is that you? Is that you man of God? Is that you woman of God? Verse 11, Samson replied, if I were tied up with brand new ropes that had never been used, I would become as weak as anyone else. Again, Samson, stand around it, knowing it's not good for you. Knowing this, this ain't it. You already know it ain't it. Your heart ain't telling you it ain't it. Even even when you uh be around it, you, you know you go home like uh uh-uh. uh. It was fun, but this ain't it. This this I can't do this. You convicted every time you around it. You can't even enjoy it fully because the Holy Spirit just whispering in your ear, get out, get out. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. But you just steady around it. You steady, picking up the phone, answering questions. Samson, why are you answering questions, dog? You seen what she did to you the first time, dog. So Samson, why are you you even back? The first time that she had these Philistines hiding in the house, that should have been your uh, last uh, time with her. She tried to set you up, Samson. What? I mean what else do you need to see I'm asking the question to my believers out there what else do you need to see to know it's time for you to move on I'm just waiting on God to show me some, show me an answer man <laughs> if y'all don't stop playing stop playing and move on I'm just I'm being patient and waiting on the voice of God what you, he even showed you Move on from this Delilah spirit But let's keep on moving and Grooving through this word I hope y'all are eating tonight So anyways verse 12 So Delilah took new ropes And tied them up with them They on some kinky stuff too If you really think about it What y'all tying each other up for What they tying each other up The men were hiding in the inner room As before So I don't know how she got these men In the house That's what I'm trying to tell you this the Lala spirit is all oh, it's just it's just it's just out there. And Lala again cried out, Sapsa, Sapsa. So, so, so. The Philistines look at the sapsa so, so. Just faking, crying out. They know how to fake their emotions. This spirit is so good at it faking their emotions. Faking like they said, faking like they really care. That's what she doing. She I mean that's what this yeah, just answer. Um whatever. I do it I it. Please. And some of y'all falling for that right now. Come on, child of God, why are you falling for this? Why are you falling for this? You're better than this. So anyways, in verse 13... We already know the Philistines uh, they have come to capture you but again Samson snapped his ropes in his arms as if they were thread. So Samson basically thinks he's untouchable. See, cuz that's what that's what sin do. You be in it and you be in it and all of a sudden you get comfortable. And you be like, "Oh, I'm good. I got this." Yeah, I can get out of it anytime. Samson that's what he's thinking. He can get out of this anytime. The pride of us humans thinking we can just leave when we want to leave or break it off when we want to break it off or I'm just, no, 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 no. It don't work like that. And you soon will find out if you don't leave at the sound of my voice. This is just a warning shot, papa. It's not going to be easy just to leave like you think it not trying to scare anybody, but I'm just telling you, Samson thought that. Because he got away twice. Oh, it's cool. I got it. In verse 13, then Delilah, Delilah, again, she said, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be tied up secretly. She telling him, you've been telling me lies. Man, you've been lying. That's what I'm saying. This spirit is so manipulative. It tricks you. It makes you think you're the bad person. It makes you think you're doing wrong. When you're trying to do right with your life, it it, it sucks you back in and you feel sorry for them. You feel sorry for the people because you're like, well, let me not do that because they right. No, they not right. I'm here to tell you they not right. They're trying to manipulate you. They're trying to keep you down with them. What you are right about is leaving them to their uh, self. I'm sick of seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ go through this stuff, and I can feel what you're feeling because I went through it for years of my life. I was in bondage to this spirit. It's not something to play with. It's not something to play with, and we play with it because I told you it's it's appeasing to the flesh. It is, and it, it 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 tells you things you want to hear. It makes you feel, you know, safe and oh, it's so trickery, such a trickery spirit. So Samson replied, if you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into a fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I will become as weak as anyone else. So I want you all to see how he has now picked up the characteristic traits of the person that he's been around. See, because bad company ruins good morals. And so now, this, you know, Delilah was a liar. Now, Samson, if you notice, he's lying now, too. He's starting to pick up this, this whole way of living like these Philistines people. So while he slept, Delilah, first of all, Samson, why are you at her house sleeping? Because <laughs> I didn't see that you was, uh, was you mad? No, mm. mm. uh, Let me move on. I'll just move on from that. I don't want to get in you alls business. Let me not get into you alls business. Do what you do. But we see that he was at a house. So he was comfortable. She didn't try to set homeboy up twice, and he's still sleeping at the crib. Fool. She didn't call him laws on you twice, and you still going back to the crib. Fool. He didn't put his hands on you twice, and you still going back to him. Fool. Stole money from your purse, and you still going back to him. Fool. Found out she was talking to your kinfolk, and you still going back to him. Fool. Still comfortable with it. That's what your boy Sampson was doing. Still sleep at the crib. Still got a house key. Still got candles lit. Still Netflixing and chilling with Delilah. After she didn't try to set your boy up twice. Y'all know y'all would have called it. If he was on uh, IG with this story and on Facebook. Y'all would have called him a fool. Y'all would have gotten in the comment section and say, that couldn't be me. That couldn't be me. Well, it is some of y'all in secret. But what's in dark? Your boy calling it out to the light right now. Hey, check it out, though. Hey, ride with me. Ride with me real quick. Hold on. I'm almost done. Y'all don't got nowhere to go. Y'all rushing me in the spirit. Now I'm just messing with you. So anyways, right? Oh, so then Dalala pouted. it <laughs> look at look, look look at the look at the characteristics, pouted. Huh? You know they they you know they good at sticking out that that bottom lip. Mm. <laughs> mm, I'm mad. I'm mad, Samson. <laughs> and because she may have on some boy shorts and a tank top, you fall for it. Fool. Cause she he at the crib, so you know she got some on, you know what I'm saying? So she didn't pout, she pouted, and you falling for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good to just sleep at your own house in your own bed. But, anyways, I can't tell you nothing. So, Delilah, she pouted right, and then she said, How can you tell me I love you? Look at the wordplay! Shout out, hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. Her wordplay was on. She knew how to do what she was doing. I ain't gonna lie. She said, when you don't share your secrets with me, haven't you heard that before? Come on, man. I'm. T- haven't you heard that before? Or have you used that on somebody before? You don't open up to me. <laughs> you don't tell me how you feel. Oh, shout out to everybody in the underground. Y'all know I like to have fun with this, man, but if we we getting into the truth. You don't tell me how you feel. She's telling that to Samson, y'all. She's telling that to him. You don't share your secrets with me. You don't tell me how you was. Tell me, Samson. And so she said, you've made fun of me three times now. What you mean? So she's telling Samson, you made fun of me. What, you didn't set me up three times. I'm making fun of you. But again, playing on the emotions, playing on somebody's weakness, playing on somebody's uh, uh, insecurities, you're good at that. That's what that Delilah spirit do. It's good at making themselves look like the victim and they in the wrong. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. and you keep going back to it woman of God you keep going back to it man of God come on you're better than that so and you still haven't told me what makes you strong so this that's what she's talking about verse 16 she tormented him with her nagging day after day until he was sick to death with her nagging that spirit just be nagging you. Where you at? When I'm going to see you? How come you ain't asking my text? Where you at? When you coming over? I called you. Pick up the phone. Just nagging. Now. If you're somebody who suffer from lack of love because you don't hunger and thirst for righteousness. If you're somebody who don't, uh, who suffer from being insecure about yourself. If you're somebody who suffer from uh that lonely spirit, if you're somebody who suffer, who don't feel validation, that spirit of nagging, you're going to like it because it's going to uh make you feel like you, uh you are loved. It's going to make you feel like you are important. This is why it's important. See, some of y'all, let me, let me, oh, somebody about to get it. Somebody who's listening to me right now, you got into a relationship because you was lonely. You got into a relationship in a season, a season of your life when you was going through some things. And now you're in. Now you're in something that is nagging you now. It's it's, it's very nagging to you. Know why? Because you was you was empty. You wasn't you wasn't fulfilled during that time. You wasn't satisfied during that time. So you thought this little relationship or situationship or this job or this ministry was gonna fulfill you, and now it is nagging at you now. That's why you don't hunger and thirst for a relationship. That's why you don't hunger and thirst for a ministry opportunity. That's why you don't hunger and thirst for a job. You only hunger and thirst after the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Mm. Man, hey, this this right here, I'm telling you, you, can teach this to your kids, kids, and kids, and kids, kids. Seriously. It'll save them from a lot of things. So anyway, she nagging him day and night. I want y'all to look at this spirit. It's very consistent, by the way. You have mistaken their consistency as they really care for you. So their consistency of asking how you doing, their consistency of asking you when I'm going to see you, their consistency, you have mistaken it as, oh, they really like me. No, they really trying to get their way. Verse 17 Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. There it is. There it is. That spirit got exactly what it was coming for. When she met him, she knew exactly what it is she wanted. When he met her, he knew exactly what it is he wanted. And whatever they have to do, they're going to do it to get it. And in verse 17, we see Samson shared his secret with her. Are you somebody who always gets your way? You plot, you scheme, you manipulate, you cry, you sing songs, you go on. You do it all to get you away. So finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been cut, he confessed. For I was dedicated to God as a Nazarene from birth. See, he, do you see? He knew his relationship with God. Samson understood his relationship with God, but he was still playing around with something that wasn't of God. And now he about to pay them consequences. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. I want you to know, Samson, you was already weak when you, started, when you met him. I want you to know, Samson, you was already weak when you started talking to her. I want you to know, Samson, you was already weak when you started sleeping in her apartment. What happened is you were so much in your pride, Samson, now you're just figuring it out. Now, it, in the flesh, it's going to happen, and now you're going to say, oh, I'm weak. Oh, you've been weak. Yeah, you've been weak when you when you was ignoring your parents when they was telling you not to even talk to these type of women. If you read judges, it'll tell you that. His parents warned him about these women. The preacher warned warned the people about these type of situations. But, you know, they got it. Woo wee. So. Verse 18, Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back one more time, she said. For he has finally told me his secret. So the Philistine's rulers return with the money in their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they definitely got what they want. But check out verse 19. The of lured Samson to sleep with his head in her lap. Yeah. Just for yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me let me lure. Yeah, you good at luring people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the right clothes to wear. You know the right things to say. You know the right locations to be at. You know the right eye contact. You know the right music. You know the right smell. You know the right candle. You know the right wine. Yeah, you know the right cologne. You know the right perfume. You know the right lipstick. Yeah, that's you. You know the right heels. You know the right tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you right now. You know how to loop people in real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lala hat. Do you see this spirit of the Lala? Man, she got the Philistines working for her. She got Samson working for her. And she being broke off. Oh, that's a cold spirit right there. The the Philistines, they didn't get what they wanted three times in a row, but she still got their attention and say, oh, yeah, this time is going to work. And they came soon as she called. Oh, that's a cold spirit. That you can keep coming around and you don't get what you want. But every time it called, you jumped to it. That's a cold spirit. The Philistine, the rulers, every time they came, they was thinking, oh, man, we finna get it now. Oh, don't get it this time. Oh, we finna get it now. Oh, don't get it this time. Oh, we finna get it now. Don't get it this time. What even kept them coming back to her? The first time, if I didn't get it, oh, I'm out of there. Out of there. Hey, that's a cold, the lot of spirit. Hey, man of God, woman of God, you may be operating in that. So she lured him, right? With his head in her lap. And she called in a man to shave off the seven locks of his hair. And this way she became, she began to bring him down and his strength left. The strength of God Man of God, woman of God. You keep playing with these Delilah spirits. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to find yourself not even hungry and thirsty for God anymore. You're going to find yourself outside of the will of God. You're going to find yourself not excited about the things of God anymore. You're going to find yourself talking like that person I told you at the uh, job. I'm I'm looking for a church that's not preaching that much. So, yeah, man, I just want y'all to go through your life, go through your uh, your heart, go through your mind and see, do you operate like that? Do you talk like that? Do you move like this Delilah spirit? Never get too prideful and think that's not true. You feel me? I always ask God to search your heart. Expose me, God. Let me know if I'm against you in any type of way. And God, I pray that you continue to help us to hungry and thirst after your righteousness. Always. For how long? From now to eternity, dear God. Because that's all we got love to do. Because our eyes is never satisfied down here on earth. Only you can satisfy us, dear God. I appreciate you coming out to the underground. A place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Man, who am I? I'm just a voice and one calling out, saying repent look around. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm out, you Love y'all. Be safe.